Hello guys and girls, and welcome to episode 18 of the VR Inside podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. You can tune into the show live at 4pm in Europe, 3pm in the UK and 9am in Central US. Or alternatively, if you miss the podcast, you can check out the whole video which I upload to my own YouTube channel every Sunday, Virtual Reality Oasis. You can check out the audio-only version also, which I release on a Sunday or a Monday, and that's uh, going to be available on Google Play Music and on iTunes. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, let us know in the chat and we'll try to answer as many questions as we can. So I'm just going to introduce you to the room today. Uh, I'm pretty sure that this guy knows the way, and that is Nathy. How are you, mate? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm doing fine. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but you know the way, right? I do know the way. Do you know the way, Bruda? I do know the way now. My nice. fellow brother. Yes, I do. Uh, so next up, this guy, he is back from the US of A, but he is getting ready to go on another crazy adventure. That is the rowdy guy. How are you? Hey, How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm a... I'm a little bit jet lagged, not that much, because I had like, you know, a long trip yesterday with a horrible airline, never flying with United Airlines again. <laughs> wow. it, was, it was truly awful. But um, yeah, no, I'm happy to be back and I'm happy to, happy to leave again as well, meeting some, some, some fellow VR YouTubers. Yeah, you're like an international jet setter now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so this guy, he loves nothing more than to take a spin around a test track in his Lotus. In VR, of course, and that is Zimtok5. How you doing, mate? Nice intro this week, Mike. I like that. Yeah, Lotus49 and I, uh, we go well together. If Karen hadn't gotten me first, I think I would have married a Lotus. But <laughs> Well, there's a, a, certainly a, a weird fetish going on there. Yeah, I've seen videos of that kind of thing. Hey, um, by the way, quick warning. Don't let your kids drive a Lotus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a bad idea uh, last but not least myself the host of the show Mike the bearded bald guy from Virtual Reality Oasis we've got a jam-packed episode for you guys this week we're going to be talking about the Vive announcement we're going to be talking about the Oculus Go models that have been rumoured we're going to be talking about VR chat like why is this thing going so crazy right now and our top uh, VR peripherals for you to get the most out of your virtual reality experiences so uh, I'm going to kick uh, today's show off, as we always do now, with uh, what we've been up to this week. A little catch-up of uh, things we've been checking out and VR games that we've been playing. So I'm just going to kick this off to Rowdy first, because I don't think it's going to be a very long <laughs> input from Rowdy, because, as we just said, he has been flying around the world, doing his thing. So uh, what have you been doing? What have you been doing? Yeah, just Big tell going. us what you've been doing, because I know you've not spent much time in VR, but you can tell yeah, us what yeah. you've been up to, right? I've eaten a lot of food. Nice. Holy heck! <laughs> I've eaten so much food in Houston. It was it was insane. And I also went to the Houston Space Center. That was uh, pretty neat. And then uh, spending a lot of time with some family over there. Uh, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. And then uh, the games that I played, since I didn't manage to to play any VR games because I was nowhere near a VR headset. I did see some virtual reality arcades in in Houston. Okay. Like it was actually. Quite popular. I saw some kids playing around those like cabins. I took some pictures of it and posted it on Instagram. Mm. Uh, but I played uh, Zelda uh, <laughs> on ah. my Switch and uh, Mario Kart. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that that was it. <laughs> nice man. Do you have any uh, VR withdrawal symptoms? You know, 
uh i you know the prison life has been tough on me <laughs> <laughs> you, you missed you missed those those four walls yeah i missed yeah. those four walls man. yeah and uh and, and making hookah <laughs> <laughs> nice man no i'm glad you've had a nice break because you'll be uh fighting fit ready to jump back into vr soon right yeah definitely definitely starting yeah. next week definitely. yeah that actually is a good point actually you can tell us what you're up to next week right or, or if you can tell us that is yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, they they already dropped uh, the embargo on that. Uh, so yeah, me, Nate is going as well. And there are actually quite a lot of VR YouTubers are going to this event. It's like uh, in Stockholm, there is a, a company that is making a Apex Construct and they're inviting a ton of uh, VR YouTubers to come and check it out, to vlog about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm planning on doing that as well. I've, I'm not really an experienced vlogger, so I don't really know how it will turn out. Uh, but I'm looking forward to meeting some people and playing the game as well. And I will do an attempt at vlogging that one uh, over there and uh, you know, trying to make it like a, a fun kind of little episode. Yeah. Which will appear somewhere in the couple of next couple of weeks. Yeah, no, it'd be interesting to uh, to see everyone together. That would be really, really cool. Because we, we, yeah, we you know, like uh, for for those of you that don't know, we we obviously have like a a group of people that we talk to regularly. We're all sort of in contact with each other. All kind of friends uh but you guys are finally all going to meet each other so it's going to be very interesting to see everyone together the sort of uh the power rangers assemble almost you know maybe you'll construct uh something crazy yeah who knows, <laughs> who knows? yeah okay zim you're you're shaking your head so uh let's jump to you next and see what you've been <laughs> oh, up to am I? I didn't even know <laughs> yeah. 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 yes. like bombing along like uh no the thing that the thing uh, i gotta be honest here Rowdy composed, when he was in the States, a wonderful image of him fatified with a very chunky face. And honestly, he's going there like, oh, I've eaten a lot of food. And all I can imagine is just him in that fat face. And it's just like, <laughs> I can't shake it, Rowdy. You've ruined your image for me now. Yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> oh. But uh, sorry, Mike, you were asking me what I was, uh, what I was doing? Yeah, what you've been up to this week, dude. Um, so mainly you can't see it because it's right here just below the frame. Uh, but I've got my G27 out, which is, uh, which is a steering wheel. So mostly we've been doing track laps and multiplayer races in Assetto Corsa. Um, so something I'm doing this weekend is setting up a 24 seven server. So other people in VR can kind of congregate in a particular place. And the coolest part about it is that my new favorite map in the game is called the Highlands and it takes place in Scotland. It's this lovely track of about five minutes. If you can do it in under four, uh, then you're ready to race. But um, very, very nice. So we've been doing like open wheel cars. We've been doing like old Mercedes. We were driving a Mercedes Benz around the track yesterday. And just the hilarity that ensues when you've got like 12, 16 people in a race together all on Discord is bloody awesome. It's just so much fun. So Yeah. Is there, is there like in-game chat that you can chat with each other or is it, do you have to yeah. do it through Discord? Uh, not VoIP, but there is right. in-game chat in the lobby. So people yeah. are, you know, shit talking during the... Uh, uh, during during an well after the race I suppose what before you're you know warming up oh, but it's yeah. usually the way Assetto Corsa is uh, is designed is there there's kind of three options so you can do practice qualify for pole position and then race but we usually just pick you know two of those and then go with that but yeah. that's been pretty much it just kind of going as fast as possible and again learning how to drive properly has been yeah. my week. Yeah, when you started that uh, sentence there, like the whole intro with the, I got my G27 out, I was getting a bit worried. I was like, this is a family-friendly show, guys. You know, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's not go uh, crazy here. So, uh, but racing in VR is kind of one of those things that I've, I've kind of dabbled with a little bit, like not too much, um, because I found, it, and it was 
a long time ago, but I found that it made me quite sick. Um, do you think it's one of those things that you do get sick initially at first and you have to kind of uh, come accustomed to, or uh, do you do you find it's it's not affecting you anymore because you're kind of a VR veteran now? Yeah, I, I actually think that the I think that that the main complaint actually isn't VR sickness, but the, rather the the fine horizon pixel resolution. Mm. Like one of the comments we had the other day was. I have a DK1 and I tried to play a set of course or I tried to play project cars and I just couldn't because the apex of the corner didn't have enough resolution for me to kind of track my position around. And yeah. I think that the CV1, although it's just beyond that edge, DK1, DK2 resolution just wasn't quite enough to mm. feel like you had enough resolution there. And it's where, you know, we talk about foveated tracking and a few other things. What we were saying last night was if you could take just in racing games, if like Nvidia could partner with like racing companies and with, people like the developers behind, like Codemasters behind Dirt Rally and stuff like that, and actually focus the GPU's power just at the apex of a corner, for instance, and give you that additional resolution. If that was possible, mm. that would benefit racing games more than anything. But I would say it's relatively uncommon that people feel motion sick in cockpit games. And, and of course, you know, playing Elite Dangerous or um, E-Valkyrie versus a game where, you know, you, you really only have two dimensions of movement generally doesn't make people feel ill. But I think yeah. one of the things that speed-based games can do is if you have low P low FPS at all, that might actually trigger it. So mm. although I haven't heard many reports, I would I would suspect it would be relative to performance as opposed to it also, uh, motion. It also depends, of course, on how you drive. I mean... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's true. Oh, white words. Oh. Well, I that, mean, well, for, for that myself, roast... I, that roast right there. I, I remember I always got invited by by PlayStation to come and play like the new PSVR games on like a live event, yeah. and they insisted on me uh, doing like their racing. Uh, I forgot the G GT Sport. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the one. Huh? GT Sport. And they insisted on me playing. Then I said, you know, I'm not very good at racing games, and definitely not with like the the controller kind of thing. You know, you have to like steer, but it's like a little bit yeah. delay on it. I'm, I'm definitely like, no, don't worry. We'll put you on like the straightest track that we have. Three minutes in, and the car was like flipping around. And I was in the headset going, oh, all live on stream. Yeah, it was brilliant. Oh, yeah. And we also got one from the chat. Also a tip is that you need to find a sweet spot as well while raising. I mean, you're not going to play with like half the headset on your head. Like, oh, I don't see it anymore. So yeah, that's a good one too. <laughs> yeah, guess. like it was a long time ago. It was way before even the touch came out that I was playing with those games. I think it was Dirt Rally actually that I played uh, that I remember yeah. being a little bit <laughs> sick. Okay, but, um, there's another aspect to that. Dirt Rally is, uh, you know how I said that racing games are generally two dimensions so you're sliding left and right yeah, yeah and like bumping up dirt rally is the bumpiest fucking yeah. game out there i think it's brilliant and if you have any kind of tactile or force feedback goes couples incredibly well dirt rally is amazing on psvr on the pc headsets so if you haven't played it and you are a racing fan and even yeah. if you aren't that one is one to do but maybe not the first one to do yeah, yeah. No, in the chat, advice. they're talking. In the chat, they're talking about Desert Bus. Uh, Paradise Decay is saying that uh, <laughs> Desert Bus saved his life because he went shopping in the car and it was pulling to the right. He now knew how to compensate. That's yeah, <laughs> driving that Desert Bus yeah. taught that's, him how to drive uh, in real that's, life. That's for like the pros, by the way. You know, if you had like GT Spart and all those other uh, great games, then you yeah. go to Desert Bus because yeah. that's like next level. The pros with a lot level. of time. Yeah. 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 So talking about uh, virtual cars, Nathy has got le a legit sweet ride right now. He uh, he gave us a little sneak peek before the the stream. Um, yeah. But you're you're off to this event as well, aren't you, dude? Uh, that yes. that rally's going to. 
I will be meeting, I will be meeting up there as well. And uh, of course, usually when I'm going somewhere, we just rent a nice car. And this time we got a Jaguar, so yeah, that's, uh, or, uh, or, that's not or, bad at all. As Austin Powers would say, Shaguar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that one. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I like that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, uh, I played two games. I didn't play that much. I'm 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 really like having a slow start here. But uh, I um, played the climb. I felt yeah. like I just wanted to go in there. I was like, oh, what game do you want to play right now? You know, and I was like, okay, I want to go back to the climb because I, I hadn't tried it with touch controllers yet. As you guys may know, it came out before touch came out and you had to play it with an Xbox One controller. I, I remember uh, seeing you play that. I was like, <laughs> that looks so wrong. Yeah, like, but... Playing it with the, with the, with the Xbox controller. Yeah, very... Very strange, uh, and um, a lot of people forgot about uh, the climb because of that, you know. Um, yeah. But I played it with touch controllers, and and it's 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 really nice, you know. You can chalk your hands, and you need to like really swing yourself from one place to another, and and it's really challenging. Well, with the controller, it was kind of it was already intense with a controller, but imagine with actual motion controllers, that's uh, uh, the next level. So I played the level Zim was talking about, so the new DLC basically. Mm. Uh, as far as I know, it's free. So if you got the game, then you get yeah. some extra levels. I don't think there was ever any um, paid DLC in in the climb, so I think it's all no. inclusive. Unless I'm wrong in that, but but uh, it's it's very action packed. You know, it's not like just a climbing simulator. No, there's actually wildlife that really interacts with you from time to time, and you really need to do some dangerous stuff to get to the other side. So uh, yeah, I can highly recommend the game. It's kind of overpriced in my opinion mm. uh, for like the how long it's on there. Like it still didn't lower in price. You said that it was like ten bucks, and it was because it was like a Christmas sale. But now it's back on the full price again, and that's like I think, I think it's, it's like forty. Forty. Uh, yeah, I think you're um, right. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, it's an old game, uh, Crytek. Like also, I think they did lower the price of Robinson mm. after a while, but the climb is still up on like the like the the high price range and i was also surprised mm. it's still not on steam and available for mixed reality and uh vive controllers like this is a very long time exclusive or it will never be a game that comes to but we I have seen it with robinson so i'm you, like you just made me think of something very quickly um is that with what we're going to be talking about later on if the knuckles introduce something with the climb that would be a very interesting uh sort of mix of technologies you know maybe that's what they're yeah, waiting for but i don't know it's, it has been pretty silent around Crytek uh, after the Robinson game. They are working on something else that's not a VR game, but um, maybe they just wanted to test the waters and now they just uh, go back to their roots in a way. Um, they also had like some 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 issues with like the whole company, you know, after they made Robinson. So I don't know, but it's it's really nice. So if you are looking for a stunning, like it's still one of the most beautiful games out there. Um, and you like a little bit of climbing and you also want to raise your friends because there's a ghost mode you can use then uh, yeah then that's the one for you um, also uh, I played VR chat but I'm gonna keep that short uh, Mike can tell more about that because that's gonna be an interesting one yeah. yes yeah but talking about the climb actually it's been on my list of games to go back to because um, when I was kind of downstairs before I moved up here into the new area like my ceiling was so low that I would actually hit it every time so I couldn't actually effectively <laughs> climb properly so it's one of those games on my list that I definitely want to go back to now I've got this uh, bigger space but like you say it's graphically uh, gorgeous I know that problem and Mike before you go into what you were talking about <clears throat> I want to call out your 
uh, your new setup video because I found it really, uh, really well edited and entertaining to watch. And also, your space is a lot bigger than it looks like in your little thumbnail box here. So I yeah. recommend people go check out Mike's video. It's about his equipment and his layout and his setup. You got a really cool loft area, to be yeah. honest. I'm jealous. Really cool. Really. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, guys. No, I really appreciate it. Yeah. No, it was it was, uh, it was good fun. It was interesting uh, yeah. moving up here and sort of designing this desk and everything else with the guy uh, that built yeah. it. He was a really cool dude. Um, but yeah, very fortunate, very lucky, and obviously, you know, wouldn't be where I am without everyone that supported the channel and everything else as oh, well. You're so. welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, and, and, and you, Rowdy, of course. Without Rowdy, your your desk wouldn't be there. You would still sit yeah. on your stool in front of your little, you know, old wooden... It's, uh, it's true story. It's true yeah. story. Yeah. Uh, but what I've been up to this week, not been up to that much, but um, I did go back to Arctica 1 uh, and actually finish the game because I wanted to do uh, a review of it. So that is on the channel now. Uh, that was kind of fun to go back to. Um, I also played uh, Marble Land, which is a, uh, a game available on Oculus and Steam. Ah. It's kind of like a, a physics-based marble game where you, you have to lay out the track for the marble to follow uh, and get it to the, like the little goal at the end. That was kind of nice as well. Very relaxing game to play. A lot very slow-paced. You know, you, you, you can die as many times as you want. It's not going to matter. You're not timed in any way. So in that way, it was very relaxing. But it does get very challenging later on. And then, of course, uh, jumped into VR chat with... Uh, with Nathy, but I think again, like we'll we'll talk about VR chat in a bit more detail later on. Um, but also, I I checked out Black Mirror, and I know I almost mention this show every episode, but I, I do want to stress how cool it is. And if you're into tech and you're you're into like the future yeah. of tech and the dark side of the future, uh, uh, what it may look like with all these uh, yeah. new sort of uh, technical revelations we're coming against, <laughs> uh, then check out Black Mirror because it's super interesting. I watched a really cool episode last yeah, night. Be about careful the... though. I mean, yeah, you yeah. Said, you, like last last week you told everyone like, hey, go watch Black Mirror. So I was like, hey, maybe I should just give it a try. So I started with episode uh, like one. Oh, yeah, and, don't uh, do that. I, I, I was kind of, I, I got kind of scared after that. So that's a, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to spoil I, I, anyone. Uh, but, uh, I should I should have done a caveat own. really. Uh, if you're gonna watch Black Mirror, don't watch the first episode of the first season because you'll probably think, Mike, you are some you're into some weird weird stuff, and uh, I'm never gonna watch your show again. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I definitely want to see the oh. first episode. Oh, of the it's, first it's season. crazy. It's, it's That's crazy. why less people are watching right now. Eh? That yeah, that's probably true. Uh, but yeah, you know the, the fourth season that they're running right now on Netflix. It's a Netflix uh, original series now. Uh, is very nice, and uh, the one I watched last night was all about dating in the future. So kind of of like the future of like a match and e-harmony and you have like a, a coach assistant that, that talks you through stuff uh but also every relationship you get into has an expiry so it tells you how long you've got yeah. to uh, have this relationship with this individual mm. just uh, like in real life <laughs> it's so weird <laughs> it's so weird but like even if you hate that person you could be stuck in a relationship with them for like years it, it's it's really weird but yeah i'd definitely go check that out Okay. So, uh, yeah, that is what we've been up to this week. Uh, and then we're going to sort of move on now to our first topic, which is the Vive uh, teaser, which they dropped yesterday on their Twitter page. So they uh, teased a picture of a Vive headset without a strap on or anything like that. So no uh, audio, deluxe audio strap, no head strap. It was just the headset itself. And it said uh, hashtag New Year's resolution. <laughs> Uh, hashtag HTC Vive, right? So initially, and then it had the date, which was 010818. And I was like, oh, okay, we're going to have to wait till like the 1st of August uh, to, <laughs> to find out what's going on. <laughs> but it's because they do their months and days the other way around. It confused me. Like uh, here oh, in the yeah. UK, we do day, month, year, whereas 
yeah, whatever. So it's actually going to be Monday that they uh, talk about this announcement in a bit more detail. And that obviously coincides with them being at CES, which is the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, which is going to be running all week starting from Monday as well. So uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about this? And what are your kind of like predictions to what this teaser actually means? Well, maybe we should describe first a little bit like because the... The way that they portrayed the picture, like uh, if I remember correctly, New Year was written kind of like blurry. Yes, it's, it's basically the, the view of the vibe. Like really clear. Yes, yeah. Yeah. it's it's. I'm not sure we have like a picture here. Oh yeah, I can see it now. Um, so yeah, on top you see like New Year's, and the sides are blurred. So that's when you have a vibe. Um, it's kind of blurred on the sides. So New Year's is basically the vibe right now, um, and resolution is maybe something new that is going to change that. So maybe the sides, everything is gonna be sharp inside the headset. And uh, if that's going to be a new upgraded headset, one with a better resolution maybe, or it's going to be an adapter, a lens adapter, some kind of gadget you can use to make everything look sharper. Well, that's the question. We don't know what it's gonna be. One of those two, I guess. Right. Okay. So my, so, my prediction yeah. here, I'm going to put it on the table here. Um, I'll bet you guys a burger or whatever. Uh, but this is my prediction, and that is that it's going to be a replacement headset. So what you see in that picture is going to be the replacement, because it doesn't have any accessories with it. So what I'm thinking is, they're, they're showing there, is that this is the new headset. It's got like an upgraded uh, display. The resolution is going to be higher. So the current resolution right now is 1080 by 1200 per eye yep. and uh, what I guess is that the new headset is going to have a high resolution uh, and then what you do is you take that one little unit and then you just swap it out with the one you've already got so if you've got a deluxe audio strap you've already got your controllers you've already got your base station set up all you do is just buy this little upgraded headset take that home unclick your head strap click it onto the new one and then you're away to go in the new headset that's that's my guess uh, I got a different yeah. one so I think it's going to be I think this thing is going to be the uh, 1.5 edition of the headset. So I think we've already had one revision, which was to strip the weight out. So they're already in a, into a kind of a revision cycle. Uh, that was enough time ago, probably more than a year ago now that they did that. So I think this is the next edition, like almost an annual revision to their hardware, which we've seen from HTC in the past with their phones and that. So what I think this is going to be is they're going to couple the deluxe audio strap together with the, uh, the audio solution that comes with, with the headset, new set of lenses, and it's going to be available for a price that is probably more than is there at the moment. So it's going to help them out in terms mm. of selling and stealing some of the thunder strategically from the other news that's out there at the moment from Magic Leap and uh, things Oculus have committed to. You know, I, I think, honestly, this is a strategic announcement. So trying to steal a bit of the, the media thunder. So you just think it will be bundled with the deluxe audio strap and it'll be I, a, a I'm not sure. I think you're you're not too far off the mark, Mike. I think... I think um, it, because of the image, because it doesn't show the strap with it, I, I think you might be on point. But mm. I do think that we're looking at basically the, the existing technology just with new pair of lenses in it. Someone but, else has said, uh, you know, a, a lens adapter or something like that. And I can't get on board with that idea, like a snapping uh, lens adapter. I don't know. Yeah. It, it would be kind of unhandy. But um, I think what you're saying here is pretty much they are going to sell some extra gadgets with it just to disguise the price a bit and let it look like it's cheap, but it's not. It's still kind of like you need to, you know, pay a lot of money. But it's clear that they didn't want to drop the price because everyone dropped their prices. Vive didn't really do it. Well, they did a little bit, but not extremely low or something. So yeah, yeah. So check this out. Like Maybe this is the reason why they didn't even lower the price in the first place. 
let's say if they do this, so say if they release a headset that has a higher resolution, so it's going to be a higher resolution than what they're currently showing, yeah. it comes with the deluxe audio strap installed, it comes with the, the knuckle controllers, and the Lighthouse 2.0, well, that's a very interesting Ooh, bundle right there. Agree. Good idea, and, Mike. And, because that... Don't that, agree. That that <laughs> that bundle right agree. there would have me very interested to pick that bundle up because uh, I would be interested in the increased uh, resolution. I'd be interested in, in the in the knuckles, uh, and uh, yeah, I've you know I haven't got a vibe at the moment, so it'd be a nice addition to the family. So, the only uh, thing, the only thing I'm interested in, the only thing I'm interested in at the moment is the knuckles. I don't care for the higher resolution. I don't care for like any kind of additional uh, things to do because I I want to be playing games on the headset that I have bought now. I, and I think a lot of people who got a vibe for their heads for for Christmas now they want to be playing games on that headset. And I don't think anybody now is already interested in buying something new except for the extreme enthusiast. I yeah, think what they're doing with this with this announcement, I think it's a prototype. That they're just going to show, look, we're still working something new and uh, we're planning on releasing this in the future. But I don't think they're going to be uh, announcing any new headset already. I think uh, it, almost, it almost feels like they don't do it for, for maybe the consumers, but they just do it to show the rest. Like, OK, yeah. like it's a race, you know, where they kind of want to show something off. For we're now. on top of it. Don't buy a Pimax. You know, we're working on something, too. That's what they're that's what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I think you're going to eat your words, Rowdy. And I think you're going to owe me a burger. Oh, I love that. I love that. No, honestly, one thing Rowdy's saying is I think really important, which is that people don't want to have to buy new equipment. And it, it's yeah. made, it was something that maybe shocked me when Oculus kind of put out the, 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 the point that they're like, we're not expecting to do any new PC hardware, you know, next year. And I was, I was maybe surprised at that, but I totally agree with the model that it's almost a console model of like, we won't, um, you know, we won't, we won't be revising the hardware every single year. Maybe not yeah. even every two years. It might be a three-year cycle, but that's starting to establish itself now, and I find it kind of look, quite an interesting look, thing. If, yeah. they, if they announce a new headset, I'm, I'm completely fine with that. That's what they want to do. But I just don't have the feeling that they've already tested the limits with like the current headsets. I mean, yeah, what, what game like, pushes yeah, already but, to the limits now? But you've also but, got to remember that the, the, the Vive is like almost two years old now. It's almost two years old. And in yeah. terms of like technology right now, that is really old. Because like if you look at the cutting edge of technology, like the phone market is moving so fast, the TV market is mm. moving so fast, the consoles are moving so fast. It's got to keep up with the times, I think. If they and aim it, it for release for you know December coming year uh, and, and this year, no, then okay. But if they would release it already in June or whatever, it, I think it's too soon. Uh, my my guess is going to be April because if you look at um, the release, an original release that was April 2016. They're just announcing it now. That's going to be ready for April. I can almost put money on it. Hmm. Um, Go on, put but, money on it, Mike. Let's do a, let's do a <laughs> proper wager. I'll, I'll bet. I'll bet You'll you. You bet me a headset. You're going to buy me a headset. I'll bet you a Five Guys burger. That's what I'll bet you. That's actually you pretty right good here. because I haven't had a Five but, Guys burger this weekend. Like, I was like, guys, I need to get a Five Guys burger. Now I know how. Yeah, yeah. and they're, they're not. They don't come cheap. I can tell you that. Good luck sending that one to Belgium. <laughs> Well, you have a little parcel in the mail, so you never know. It could be but, a uh, Vive Guys Burger. <laughs> but I mean, going back to the history of the Vive. So the first Vive they sold to consumers was, was pretty good, right? And then they had like a revised version that was smaller. No one called that a new headset. Can we call an, a headset that has maybe a better resolution or they played around with it? Can you call it a new headset? I don't think no. so. Well, I, I, do, I don't think so. It's more, like, it's more like an upgrade, but maybe yeah, it's, it's like not even going to cost... Maybe it's That's not even gonna cost more. Maybe it's just the same price, but it's just like, okay, 
they want to of course they know that the real vr veterans want to have it they want to yeah. buy it even that you know but they will just sell it as the new one so the old one will just not get sold anymore yeah. and maybe it will be a little higher in price but i think they want to keep it the I'm same i'm with you nathy i'm with you on the um, price because yeah. i think they're gonna i think they're gonna charge more for this than the current five and i think it is gonna tap that market of because where has vibe yeah. been strong Anytime I have a conversation, people are like, well, well, Vive is more expensive, so surely it's better quality. Yeah, it's, it's They're going to fill that. Yeah, but yeah. it's not like, I, I wouldn't call this a new headset. I would just call okay. this like uh, going a little bit with the times, you know, trying mm. to add the last uh, few things to it. Yeah. And then they are going to come up with that something totally sense. different, like a, you know? Like, yeah. like what Zim said, like a 1.5 or something. Yeah, yeah that would make they, sense. They yeah, can still sell this to a lot of people. I don't think it would be smart to go for a new headset right now. But like a new headset is not only resolution, a new headset has like whatever kind of gadgets on there. But I like what Mike is saying with the peripherals because like the mm. 2.0 trackers, the deluxe audio strap, instead of having basically a headset with DLC, if we want to call it that, you know, where you have to bolt on, bolt on, bolt on, because to assemble a full Vive, like if, if you ask me, what do I need for a Vive? Okay, you're going to need two Vive controllers, probably plus a third when one of those dies. You're going to need the headset, the deluxe audio strap, probably a VR cover then you're kind of sorted and ready to get ready. If you're really into kind of kinky stuff, then you're probably going to want a couple of trackers as well. But that's a lot of equipment to buy independently and not in one package. Yeah, and I think as well, it would be a nice opportunity for them to talk about the Knuckles as well, because it's been very quiet on the Knuckles front for some time. Um, and I think as well, like it would be a smart move because they don't seem to be able to compete with the pricing of, of the Oculus Rift right now. So if they make yeah. the headset, like you say, at the, at the same price it's released now, but with a higher resolution display and these additional extras, yeah. I think it makes to but, a compelling bundle. Uh, but the thing is, these are called Valve Knuckle Controllers, not Vive Knuckle Controllers. So Valve is the one that is like uh -huh. deciding yeah. when this goes up. Plus, I think, mm -hmm. as people said before, they are working on some games. So if they just do it like Job Simulator, Simulator did and the gallery, if they are the first ones to release their games, they're going to explode. They're going to be the main ones that are great for those <laughs> controllers, you know? Let me ask you guys this. Like, if you had to choose yeah, between a new Vive headset coming out this year or three Valve games? Valve games, obviously. Zim? Um... It, like a VR Valve games, right? We're talking like Portal, Half-Life, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and well, something I, else. I, I, I would go I, I for one Valve ones. game. Left 4 Dead, four, 3 in VR. <laughs> I don't yeah. need anything else. Just leave yeah. me with that game for six months. Yeah, that's true. I would go yeah. for the games as well. I, I mean, from like not from my personal perspective, but for VR in general, it would be better if there's some games coming out. I agree. But personally, you would rather have a, a better headset? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can live with like not having those games, even that they will blow me out of the water with what uh, is possible in VR mm -hmm. because Valve is going to show some new stuff we have never seen before. I mean, I saw a tweet from uh, a guy from Road to VR. He said like, have you guys seen any game that kind of looks like or Robo Recall or The Lab? Something yeah. that that no, mm. and that that says enough, I guess, about how much we got so far in terms of games. Good like point good here, Nathy. I like the point that you're making, which is I feel like we've had the wool pulled over our eyes for about six months now with a lot of re-releases, upgrades of old games. You know, when was the last time we There's had no a progress, from scratch VR game? that really made an impact. Mm. Don't say Dude. VR chat or I'll kill all of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, 
I mean, Lone Echo was great, but it it yeah. wasn't really using like it was like it wasn't next level in a way. You know, it was very detailed and and the way you were grabbing stuff and you could see your hands and but not like like with the lab where the, you have some mini games and every mini game is very nice. You know and um, that's why like, Valve games. It's like as I said before with with the touch controllers too. No one is using the whole hand thing anymore, and well, with the Vive controllers too, no one is really like. Uh, trying something that is like everyone is using the same old tricks now okay and it gets old you know so this is my wish list right this is my ultimate dream tomorrow or no monday when they release this announcement and they go through what they're actually working on they they release everything that i've said like new high resolution display knuckles lighthouse 2.0 and then they say by the way this is the lineup to a 2018 these are the games produced by valve so they bundle with it Orange yeah. Box 2, which has yeah. three VR games, and they show Valve is focused like almost solely on VR now. That's what I want. Yeah, but, it, yeah. but that's the yeah. thing. Like when they uh, launched the Vive, they put it on the front page of Steam, and you know how big Steam is. That was like a big impact. Since yeah. then, we haven't really seen them doing that anymore. They put some games on there from time to time, you know, with like Fallout 4 VR. We have seen that. And with Doom, uh, but that's it. But I also uh, talked to Mike last week about this. Like, how many games were like really uh, surprising you in terms of gameplay mechanics, where you were like, "Wow!" Like the whole thing is new, you know, not just "Oh, I can now uh, have this and that." No, like the whole thing was like totally different than everything you have played so far, you know. Yeah. Just, I think like this year, year, it's up to all the developers to really like, you know. Uh, Create a new genre. Yeah. 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 We, we got the Andreas asking, is Mr. Oasis seriously expecting all of this? Yeah. <laughs> it is my ultimate wish list. Like, let's, yeah. let's be clear about it. In reality, half of this is probably unlikely to happen. I reckon mm. it probably will, in reality, just be an upgraded display in the headset. Really? But, you know, if I had my dream come true, then that's what I would want. But that prediction you made of, like, having all those games together and then sell them as a box or as a bundle, I think that's something that is going to happen. Because, I mean, Valve uh, wants to uh, advertise these Steam VR Knuckle controllers with the games they made, maybe, and with some other developers out there, too. They've done that with they... all of the hardware that they've released. If you look at, like, the Steam Link was, was bundled with their, with their games, yeah. the Steam Controller was bundled with their games. It would yeah. make sense from that perspective and, that Valve would go on I mean, that same if... route for VR. If you look like if you look at the lab, like it it just perfectly uh, blends with the Vive controllers. Like there is almost nothing else out there that is perfectly like fits the whole experience, you know. Um, but I don't know. I yeah. mean, what you said, like we need more games, of course, for sure. But it totally depends on what those games are, you yeah. know, uh, re-releases and stuff like that. Okay, fine. I mean, if you're a developer and you made a game for a gamepad a while back, and now you're gonna bring it out for touch or a Vive or Mixed Reality, that's cool. I mean, I would do the same because it's an extra income you create for yourself. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'd also I don't say know, that I'm not uh... against recovers. Like, if they if they decided to go and VRFI GTA Five, I'd be fine with that. You know, if they, if they decided to go do the same thing with, as I said, do a Left 4 Dead up, up, upheaval. If you have to learn the lessons um, at a lower outlay as a company, I think it's, a, it's still okay, but what we're saying here is we still want build for VR titles, right? You want no. native VR. That's what yeah. I want to see in 2018. Yeah, I think yeah. The proper VR and that's the thing. Like we haven't really had that many announcements about titles that are coming out in 2018 just yet. Like there's not really loads that I'm super excited about right now. So, 
That's no, like a lot, like, a lot uh, of indies, of course, like a lot of small, mm. small game developers or mid, like mid-level game developers. Mm. But the big ones yeah. is something different. Yeah. Like maybe... there's still there's still like a large group of people that know what VR is right now, and they think it's very funny and entertaining. But they are still not feeling like they need to have one, you know. Mm. And that's a that's a hype beyond some level you need to create. Mm. And if someone can do that, it's Valve, of course. I mean. Everyone is on Steam all day. Everyone is looking at the front page all day. So yeah. it's like, you know, if they bundle it with some games and they really also announce it as their... Like, that's the thing. It needs to be a Partle game. At least one or maybe a Left 4 Dead one or a Team Fortress a oh, game. I mean, they, they, yeah. they, with the DK1 days, they even made, like, support for Team Fortress, you yeah. know, and it, and it worked. So if they really come up with like, let's say a multiplayer game like Team Fortress and it's only VR because it needs to be an only VR game to let this work. But yeah. if it's one of their famous titles with characters everyone loves and hasn't seen anything of in years, then this is the moment, you know, they can yeah. make use out sweeper. of that. The, the, yeah. chat is making, the, sweeper. the chat is making a good point here as well, though. We've got the cool country gaming. He's saying that the re-releases will show people who are iffy about VR to go, oh wait, I can play that in VR. That that is true, though. That is mm. a good point. Yeah, that is true. Like, what are the chats saying uh, about their predictions on whether this is a, a new headset or whether it's just an upgrade or yeah, their they, predictions? They, they were currently just talking about re-releases and that okay. VR is okay, the future. Yeah. But also, like, because of CES is uh, is all next week, we're going to have tons of new announcements of interesting <laughs> hardware, not necessarily VR stuff, but, you know, maybe uh, NVIDIA are going to be talking there, so maybe they're going to be announcing their next uh, graphics cards. Uh, that's going to be very interesting as well. Uh, so uh, you've also got, like, driverless cars and all this other exciting technology that's going to be announced next week. So uh, it's going to be an interesting show indeed. Mm. Um, also, also business, medical, you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Usually CES is filled with you know, non-gaming applications for VR. And actually, I would say that we'll see more then than mm, probably true. any other time during the year. Even you yes. know, things like E3 tend to be gaming related. So CS yeah. is, you know, if you're if you're a keen person who's waiting and saying, how do I integrate this into my business or all that? I mean, mm. this is the time, right? We're going to be talking about that, I suppose, next week. But Yeah, I mean, but talking about CES, um, it's like last year, CES, uh, HTC announced their Vive trackers. They were for developers. So that's like the last real like announcement they made where people were like, oh, so I can now use my hands and, 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 and legs and I can see them in game. But that's it. That's all they did. And it was for developers, not for consumers. This is targeted to consumers, you know, uh, and, 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 uh, people that are new to VR, are not really like interested in this whole announcement that they will not even know about it. So that's why I think this is gonna be a revised version that just goes uh, with the factory now as the new ones and the older ones just slowly disappear yeah. until they all got sold, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So talking about CES, um, we've got some other shows that, and events that are coming up and uh, I wanted to ask you guys as well, like what events are, are you planning on sort of going to or would you like to go to this year? Uh, we've got some shows that I've written down that I would be fairly interested in attending, uh, but obviously a lot of them are sort of far away so they're going to be very difficult uh but you got gdc uh which is the game developers conference that's in san francisco that's the next big one uh to mind that's coming up and that's in march um in the uk you've got egx uh rest which is in uh london uh which is like uh the Eurogamer event uh their london event they've obviously got another one which is in birmingham which is later on in the year in september but the uh the egx rest event in london is in april 
Uh, you've got MCM Comic Con. Like, I know it's more of like a Comic Con sort of like uh, scene, but they also do a lot of gaming stuff there as well. Uh, that's also in London. That's going to be in May. You've got E3, which is obviously the huge one, which is in LA. Uh, that's in June. Like, I, I'd love to go to E3, but I don't think that's ever going to happen uh, anytime in the near future. Um, and obviously, you've got Oculus Connect 5, which I assume will be happening. We don't have any details of that yet, but that is likely going to be in California in October. Yeah. Uh, so they're the kind of events that I'm in interested in checking out i don't know what about you guys if uh, any of those pique your interest yeah definitely uh. egx for sure i mean the thing i would say to people who are in the uk i've done several years of kind of convention circuits now in the uk and there's a there's an event called insomnia which is targeted to gaming it sometimes has a smattering of vr but i'm i'm really not a fan of insomnia it's it, the age bracket as well is about 10 years younger i find uh, in terms of footfall there and generally just the target audience so egx res is great for indies EGX in September is great for kind of everything else. And again, you usually get kind of a 20, 25% hit in terms of the floor coverage for VR. So there's plenty there. Mm. Um, I got to play around with like the Nauseous Rift once at one of these things. Um, so there are some things that, and, and also the Sirius Sam minigun and things like that, that you just, you don't get anywhere else. And they're kind of one-time spikes that you won't get a chance to, if you just sit back, be a consumer, go to your local game shop, like that just, you won't get some of the same experiences. So Taking the time out and finding whatever's in your country to go to as like a game show <clears throat> and seeing what's there in the local VR market, yeah. I think is a really good idea. But OC5 for me is definitely the go-to event. Yeah, but. Um, yeah like in the chat, um, In the chat, Alexander yeah. says that we should not forget about VR LA and also SVVR. SVVR. Okay. Yeah. There are more also, VR targeted conferences. Yeah. Nathan, what did you go to last year? What was the, uh, there's an event um, in Europe, Gamescom? I, yeah, I went to Gamescom. I mean, Gamescom is also, uh, for Europeans, that's like the E3, basically. Mm. Um, but that's going to happen somewhere in the summer. So that's 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 uh, really far away. Yeah. Um, but I think also places like PAX, uh, VidCon, um, PAX, maybe yeah. the, the Twitch parties or uh, some other. There are also some, some VR, like you see more and more VR uh, sliding in there, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I found the best thing about going to Oculus Connect 4 was just meeting, like, really passionate like-minded people everyone was just so so friendly so cool everyone like all the devs had some really nice ideas and it was just such a, a vibrant scene to be involved in there and uh, yeah i'm very excited that's why i think i've got the bug now for for events i definitely want to go to more this year uh, and meet some uh, awesome people that's that's the main reason why i like it i mean i don't really go to events that often unless i get invited or i get to meet like some some cool people there because if i don't get invited to an event i prefer to just follow it on like a laptop or just like a screen uh, yeah. to watch it there i get much more info that way than it's going a funny, to the event from an informational perspective actually Randy, i'd say it's funny because i've been i we actually my team administrated the uh, oculus cv1 um like announcement you know and mm. um preventing uh, zuckerberg from getting hated on and all that kind of stuff but it was funny because being at the event, I saw the least amount of yeah, that's true of of like shows and stuff because you're like I'm here to meet people. I can yeah. always catch up with those vods later, yeah. and I don't need to go watch the Carmack you know showing because I can just look that up later. And rather you spend the time talking to people. But like what Mike said, I mean I met this like 57 year old woman who whose whose kid was um, in the Echo Arena sporting yeah. event. She yeah. was from the UN, and yeah. she was really interested in VR. And it's like everyone you walk up to. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to do that preface of this is what VR is, and you know, 
it, it's really exciting to be in a space with that many VR heads. It, it's, it's funny it's because uh, awesome. I met that lady as well. Uh, I was queuing up for a coffee and I started chatting to her and she said, oh, my son's playing in the uh, Echo Arena event. I was like, oh, that's cool. She was like, oh, by the way, I'm really into VR as well. I was like, okay, nice. And then she goes, oh, by the way, I'm number two ranked on Space Pirate Trainer. I was like, oh my God. That is, <laughs> that is seriously cool. Yeah, like I probably high-fived her. Fun, that's the yeah. fun thing about events that you get to meet people because that's the only reason why, why I go to these kind of things, to meet yeah. people, not really for what the event really is about specifically yeah. because you can always yeah. probably find that information better online. Yeah. yeah. But it's also like you usually when you talk to people that do not really know much about VR, they have seen it on TV or they maybe tried it sometimes, you never go to a certain level in your conversation. Yeah. We're talking with people from the industry, you're going to next level. And then it's like, okay, like how much do you know? How much do I know? What did I experience? What did you experience? And then you, 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 you go to a higher level where it's like very interesting to hear from each other. Yeah, you know? and plus, like, when you make bets over the internet about burgers and stuff, you can actually pay your debts when you meet them in real life. That's also true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, moving on from events to uh, some interesting rumors that came out this week for the Oculus Go. Uh, there was an FCC listing, and if you're not aware of the FCC, it is the Federal Communications Commission, which is uh, an independent agency in the United States that govern basically like radio waves and wireless transmissions and stuff like that. Uh, but basically, you have to comply with their um, uh, standards to release a product, and they basically list uh, their information on their site publicly. And sometimes you can get little snippets of information about upcoming products through there and basically what we uh, found out through those FCC listings was that there's likely to be two models of the Oculus Go. So uh, it looks like there's going to be a 32 gigabyte model and then a 64 gigabyte model uh, which would also suggest that there isn't going to be any external uh, storage available. It's just going to be you buy this model or you buy this one. That's the maximum capacity you can store all your games and all your your applications Uh, but once that's done that is it. 64 gigabytes for games? Yeah. Uh, down, downgraded, I guess, or smartly made, right? 64 yeah. gig of storage uh, for games, yeah. So, like, you could have, like, a big library of games if you had the 64 gig model. You know, just remember, you might be able to buy movies and stuff like that in the future as well, maybe. So yeah, because that, that's, be that's what sh- I would think. It's more directed then at movies than at games because... I mean, of course, it depends on if they're more like mobile kind of games, but if they want to bring like titles like, you know, like Fallout or like bigger titles to like a mobile VR headset, then that will never happen. Yeah, that's not going to happen, I don't think, for a long time. But uh, 64 gig, I think, is a reasonable amount of storage. You know, like um, if you're like a got Gear VR right now, I think uh, that would be plenty. And essentially, that's what it is. It's like a a replica of phone. I got the 128 on my phone. All right, no need to brag about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, wait, wait, guys, guys, hey, hold yeah. on, hold on. No, no, no everyone's an international yeah, YouTuber, right? Rowdy. Yeah, <laughs> but let's be honest here, most people yeah. don't have 128 gigabytes of, of memory. Like, yeah, yeah, let's say yeah. an average person has maybe like 16. Yeah, and plus like most 32. of these titles on, on Gear VR, especially right now, are probably like two or three gig at, at most. I would I would recommend, I would reckon anyway. Uh, but that's kind of a, a fairly big, uh, you know, size, I reckon. But that's the two models that they're going to release, we think. Uh, it's all rumor obviously right now they haven't officially released anything um but i would my best guess i'm going to throw some other best guesses out there is uh, 199 for the 32 gigabyte model and then i reckon about 250 for the 64 gigabyte model that is my big guess but also uh darshan shankar from big screen he tweeted an image over christmas i think i mentioned this on last week's show yeah. uh, but there was an oculus go in the background 
So uh, it's going to be very interesting uh, to see what happens with that uh, partnership. But also uh, a source close to the podcast, I won't name any names, has actually tried one. And uh, he said that it's the best uh, version of the Gear VR that he's tried. So um, it's pretty I can, exciting. I can imagine that. I mean, it's technology that's newer, of course. How, how mm. old is the Gear VR now already? I can assume that during that time that they managed to do like uh, quite a few upgrades, especially because they're quite focused on mobile uh, mm. VR and they got some big names in that as well. Yeah, Actually, just... I mean, I just mentioned Carmack, but he's just like for the last two years, he and his team have just been focused on mobile. On that. Yeah, exactly. And mm. he's actually so convinced that that's the only way forward. You know, that essentially we're headed to this point where through AR and VR experiences, it's just going to be lightweight headsets, you know. And I definitely my, think my this brain more... goes, go on. I definitely think there's more money to be made in that. I don't think it really is the, the way forward for, for, for virtual reality gaming. For what we want, right? I mean, we yeah. talked about this before, but it's yeah. like, what do we want from an yeah. experience? Do we well, want to say, be in the street when we're playing Resident no, Evil 8? The, the largest part of the world is not interested in games, but in actual, like, you know, uh, watching a movie. Education. Uh, face, face, Facebooking in VR, you know, socialized, yeah, yeah education. Healthcare, maybe, uh so I think that's like more useful basically mm. than yeah. yeah. Is there any like applications like Gear VR applications that you guys haven't had opportunity to check out, but that you're excited about with the Go maybe? The yeah. only one that, that me personally interests is, uh, and I think I mentioned that last time as well, is the cinema experience. Right, right, yeah. yeah. More than uh, that, I prefer still playing the PC version of pretty much everything that is out there. Yeah, I think, Go on, go on, Zim. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have one here because um, being a Twitch guy, watching Twitch on a mobile, uh, mobile headset, when and they've got a few different scenes for this where you can do that, like you know, from the moon or whole whole bunch of different places. That worked with Gear VR and it worked actually quite well to the point that some of my audience, a fraction of them, particularly in 2015, 2016, um, would watch Twitch that way by by choice until the battery went flat and then switch out and watch on desktop. So. For me, I actually think that watching things like Netflix, I mean, you said you mentioned the movie theater thing, but I think watching live content in that way, sports as well, would be quite a cool thing to do. And I actually think that I'm really keen to see some proper uh, pain reduction methods hit so that mm. we can see a proper rollout. I mean, when you look at the when you look at the exterior of the Oculus Go, it already has this kind of softer feel with that light gray. And it, I kind of feel like it would work really well in a hospital environment or treating people who have, you know, uh, sincere depression or PTSD or something like that, just to try to help, to some extent, distract them from those elements. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but actually, the um, the application that I'm most excited about is actually on your just your back wall. I've just noticed it. It's uh, Augmented yeah. Empire. I, well, um, I forgot to say it. Yeah, because that is a, uh, it's a, it's a strategy game. And I've yeah. played around with it. It's really good at... And the higher res headsets, but uh, yeah. I hope the Go will. Yeah, so uh, Augmented Empire, for those that don't know, is a game by Coatsync Games. Uh, it was released only on the uh, Gear VR, but it is like a turn-based strategy game from what I understand. Yeah. And turn-based strategy is actually uh, a, a really uh, sort of um, genre that I'm, I'm interested in. Like, I used to really like the XCOM games. So Augmented Empire is definitely a game that I want to check out when the Go comes out. Yeah. Have you played it at all, Mike? Nope. Oh, cause I've, okay, so I've played it twice. Um, it's strategic and time-based like actions that you're taking on a grid-based format like it's you'll if you, if you look up videos of it we don't have one prepared for the show today but it's quite a it's quite an involved it's kind of like advance wars on the on the nintendo um uh, i think it was advance uh the, the game boy advance that i first played that on but mm. it's very much like 
stage stepped with a kind of a spy element to it as well. So I think you'd like it. Um, Very cool. A lot of people will. I'm keen on Daydream stuff migrating over because I've never had a chance to touch a single Daydream app mm. that is locked to that platform. I really want some of the, and I'm sure they'll think about it, the, the devs to bring that over. The final thing I'll just mention because I had a big relationship with them for, for ages um, is, is VR Poker. Um, they've just they've rebranded from Casino VR to, to Poker VR or VR Poker. Mm. Um, largest grossing mobile app on, wow. um, on, on gear. Wow. And, Nice. I've done some lovely talks at OC4. Go listen. Uh, lead guy is called Hamza. Did a really good talk about their success and what they had to change. They actually are the first app that I've seen. They left the PC platform. They said, we're going to cut out PC support. We're going to move and focus solely on mobile. And it's done a very good job for them. Because if you think about it, uh, poker players generally won't be the same ones who have 2000 to splash out on an p- expensive PC because they lost it around the table. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, are you actually gambling your own money in this application? Um, no, no, no. It's a, okay. it's a, it's a free to play application. The model is that you can, if you want to expedite your return or recovery in the game, you can buy chips back. And so some people do that or for like avatars. So it's a kind of game that lives on hats mm-hmm. and your avatar to an extent. Uh, but also, if you win in a particular time period or you win a tournament, like you've got like a hovering crown. So there's a bit of kind of like self-pride in that. It's it's a nice little model, actually. And um, being a poker player with others, you can tell tells just by body language and head movements and stuff. It actually translates very well. So I'm glad to have seen them be as successful as they have. Yeah. I'd like, but- like to see what that looks like on the go. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, we're excited about that. Hopefully, we we'll get get some new uh, news about when it's going to come out. Uh, maybe CES is the week that we find out. Who knows? Uh, but moving on to uh, the colossus that it is, and that is VR chat. <laughs> oh God. Uh, so right, VR chat. For those that you don't know, you probably must know because we talk about it almost every week. Uh, is a free application that is available on Steam. It is a social application. It is the craziest thing that I've probably experienced in recent years um but they've they've hit something uh, a milestone just recently they they hit over 12,000 concurrent users uh it's number what? 62 what? in the top uh 100 concurrent games on steam so this was a pretty good achievement um but top to, three on twitch top three on twitch going crazy on youtube right now uh but to kind of put this into perspective so onward max concurrent users is 388 Pavlov, max concurrent users, is 256. And Rec Room, max concurrent users, is 476. So 12,000 is a massive jump. And, like, let's be clear, like, it's not just a VR-only application. Yeah. I think that's a big like, thing. Think it, is a big, big it, thing. it is a big thing. But I think even if, even if like, a big proportion of those users, which they are going to be using the desktop application, yeah. it is bringing a lot of focus and attention uh, onto VR, which is great, which is fantastic. Yeah, and I think as well, like um, when I recently interviewed Darshan in Big Screen about Big Screen, and we we briefly touched on the future of VR, he said this as well. And he said, like, let's be clear, like the 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 killer app for VR isn't gonna be like a game, isn't gonna be like Arctic One or Lone Echo. It's not gonna be a shooter or anything like that. It's gonna be a social application. It's gonna be something like 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 a Facebook in VR. Like that's what it's gonna it's gonna yeah. need to bring yeah. it forward. I think Facebook, I think Zuckerberg's point in the summer was also right. I mean, it's going to be the web. It's yeah. going to be the web brought yeah. into, you know, people talked about web 2.0 or if this is web 3.0 or whatever you want to brand it, an explorable web where you can do that together, mm-hmm. I think is going to be a very 
pervasive uh, experience. But I also think that what we're seeing mature now out of Oculus Home being maybe the best example is having your personal space, having digital items that are yours, that -hmm. you own, that you can show off to other people. Uh-huh. That is quickly going to become a thing. My God, also, Rowdy, your watch is amazing. Sorry, I have to. He's got this beautiful blue watch that was showing up on stream <laughs> as I'm talking about like digital items. I'm like, I want that watch. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no, it's it's true. Like what you're saying, I I do think it's like a social experience that's going to become. Also, if you look at like a, you know the movie that they're making, you know Ready Player One. It's basically also about a social experience. That you go into the oasis and you can do whatever you want. There's also something. So I, I do think that's that's indeed a good point. Uh, yeah. If VR chat is going to be the one, I mean, it, maybe it will. Maybe it will. Yeah. I think the great thing about VR chat is like every time you do it, like every time I've I've been into VR chat, I've experienced something completely different and interesting and funny in in many ways. Like uh, me and uh, Nathie jumped in, <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell them the story, Nathie, because we we jumped in. Like for those that are aware of VR chat, you'll know there's like tons of memes within memes and memes specifically just for VR chat. And one of the memes right now is this like Knuckles tribe. And basically there is a tribe <laughs> of people <laughs> that all go in and go as, uh, choose their avatar to be a little red hedgehog, which is, or an echinigna, or whatever it's called. <laughs> what, what, what is it, Rowdy? No, no, go, go ahead. I, I, I don't know the name either. It's like a skin disease. the hedgehog. It's a hedgehog. It's a hedgehog. It's Sonic can... the Hedgehog. It is like you become Knuckles, the little hedgehog, right? But you join this tribe. Everyone is a Knuckles hedgehog. You jump up and down. You go on a little adventures together. There is like a commander that everyone worships. They have their own rules. It's just absolutely insane. Like I actually watched a wedding video on YouTube of like a a tribe leader uh, marrying a little hedgehog to another little hedgehog in front of another group of hedgehogs. And it was just the funniest thing I've ever seen. But basically, basically, Nathan, and I went in there because we wanted to find out more about this and we found a little hedgehog in the uh, the museum where all the avatars are and we asked him uh, to show us what was going on and he showed us the way. He made a little portal up, we went to the island and then there was a leader there which was dressed up as like a devil uh, hedgehog and then he took us to the volcano where there was a secret chest and then if you touch the chest you become a little hedgehog yourself and then you can join the tribe <laughs> like you, like anyone watching this is probably gonna start like calling people and saying that i need to get sectioned or something right now because i'm going completely mad but uh, it is just the funniest thing ever and the fact that these subcultures exist in vr chat is just hilarious yeah. and i would wholeheartedly just recommend yeah, that, you go in it. there and check it out yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. Like, everyone is seems to finally, like, find their own place within VRChat. There are so many different groups of people. You also, like, anime within VRChat is super big, too. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not really going there, but there are people, I don't know what they are doing, but, there, like, they are reason. so dedicated into that whole thing that... There, there, there's a reason why anime is so big in VR chat. Yeah, okay, I, I get it. I get it. But in the end, like, you got so many different groups of people now um, that just join there to find... Like, you can find your own group of friends, basically. Uh, that's mm. what it is. And, and of course, I, this is... I got this... a question for you guys, then. I got a question. So, what about... What would a normal person do in VR chat? Because all I've ever seen in there, yeah, wink, wink, nudge, one. nudge, yeah. all the this things is, that this you shouldn't see. This is a, I, I read a really, because I was also like, you know, what is VR chat now, actually? And I think I got a, a very good description for that, because I, I read like a like a document not that long ago, and they're saying basically what VR chat is, it's cosplay. 
That's that's what's making it so popular. It's like people who love to cosplay but don't have the money to like buy all of those costumes. They can just go into VR chat and become whatever yeah. character they want to be. And you can't you can't deny that cosplay is something that is really really big at the moment as well. How many mm. conferences are there about cosplay? And that is basically yeah. what is drawing a lot of people, I think, into VR chat. I think that is yeah. the the popular thing. Why it is yeah. so popular on YouTube? It's not because of that. I think. I think. <laughs> I, I think it's rather because. Because of the big anime players and the thumbnails that they're making, yeah. that is a reason why the videos are doing so well on YouTube. No, but, but like yeah, like I, I agree with that, but that's yeah. something that has been going on for a while. But now there's also a part that is more like because as I said before, there are like different communities on there now. But you also got that like meme part where people are not really into like anime stuff. That also becomes a thing now. Like uh, like Know Your Meme is a website where all the memes get like documented, right? So VR chat is actually now marked in in the website. Like this Knuckles uh, tribe thing Mike is talking about became a official meme. Yeah, I, I know. Like memes uh, back in the days was just something stupid, but nowadays it's like serious stuff. But yeah. since January one, this is an official meme, and it's marked as that it uh, got created within VR chat. Yeah, it's like a living meme. It's a living meme. That's what and it it's is. a huge advertisement for VR on like yeah. levels you have never seen before. I mean, Zim, you have been on Twitch for a while. Have you ever seen a, a VR title becoming this big and everyone is streaming it? I, I don't think so, right? At the same I'd moment, have, like, like... I'd have to think for a while. There's been a few spikes because the, the issue is that when you get somebody like Lyric or that playing anything, and it doesn't matter if he's playing a Pac-Man cabinet from 1975. Yeah. Instantly, you have 40,000 people watching that live. So it's a little bit... If you look at the sustainability of games that aren't spiking, and you rather look at the average concurrent viewership, I feel like you get a better feel. Mm -hmm. Like right now, I've seen VR chat spike, and it spikes anytime a big fella decides to do it. But the thing that I'm hearing, which I think is the most heartfelt, positive thing that VR chat has brought, is people saying... Hey guys, and this is like Twitch streamers who haven't touched VR. They're like, I just spent 1500 quid to get in to be able to play VR chat. Like it seems to be for some reason, and I haven't answered this for myself yet as to why, the golden key to, to get people who weren't early adopters to convince them to, to get on board. So it's now part of the cool kids club, yeah. which just surpasses me beyond what Rowdy has already explained in terms of some of the assets that are available it's... in the game uh, <laughs> for viewing. I, know, I should do I... a test. I should do it. I should make a VR chat video and just, you know, use two of those assets, two of those big assets and see and see how it does on the channel. Yeah. For, for science, you should just do it and just see, you should label it something like, can we get to 75,000 views? <laughs> yeah. But this is the thing, like people are spending so much time and creativity on creating these avatars and these environments as well. Like they're all like a lot of them are community made. And we found a guy that his avatar was actually a, a moving house. Yeah. I the see the, cor the Corey house. Yeah. And uh, so you can actually go inside another avatar, which sounds what? super weird. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's crazy. It's, yeah, people can crazy. be an entire landscape if they want to, like a whole world. So someone is walking around as an avatar as a world inside a world so cory in the house was a house with cory faces on there and it was just walking into the mcdonald's Sorry, ordering a, a milkshake cory cory so cory in the house is like a series on 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 nickelodeon oh. or disney whatever yeah, yeah. And, and someone made a meme where it's like cory in the house but then cory is actually in a house but the house is just <laughs> the skin of cory 
I know it sounds weird, but but there are like I think what Rowdy says, the cosplay part is is a, a very big part of it. I I, I I agree because if I go in there as myself, and I I, I just I do feel like an explorer actually. Like I'm almost what like what you do? say. Like avatar wise, because I asked this because I've just got a member of my team rigging and, and, and skinning avatars for me to go in and check this out. I'm planning like a kind of like a six hour live tour because I haven't been in VR chat in two years. Mm. Uh, and I yeah, want to just do it in be, big, uh... one big hit, like see everything that yeah. I can, yeah. do who I can, and just see, just have a natural experience of it like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. to get a flavor for it and try to, because there's a uh. lot of open doors to jump through if i was going to call it that you know yeah well i think the thing to do is to go to the museum like there is a museum with about yeah, 150 different avatars in there you just walk up to the one you want to choose and click on it and you become yeah, that avatar i want a custom one like i mean that's that's the whole point that i think that nathan was making like the creativity that comes out of this what where it brings me just like oh. oculus home inspires me is i want to put my footprint or thumbprint on that before i get into it you know, it's like if I'm going to put a suit on before yeah. I go into work. You know, yeah, I want to look the part before going in. Yeah, you can do that. You can totally do that. But then, like, uh, the reason, like Rowdy says, is that when you meet people and they're, like, dressed as Peter Griffin, they play the character as Peter Griffin. It, you know, that's if, what I'm saying. It is a cosplay experience. Yeah. If you, if you go to, like, if you've been to any cosplay events, then there are also people there that are really going for that role and they're, they're competitions about who's the best cosplayer and all of that kind of stuff so mm. i do think that is a, a huge part of the attraction of vr chat especially yeah, yeah. for that for that kind for those kind of people that want to become a cosplayer or want to be a cosplayer but don't have the money to be uh, to be paying those kind of uh, costumes mm. I think but also people that are like afraid to uh, communicate maybe in the real world and have difficulties like making friends in the real world like it, it's an environment that can cater for everyone so even well, you if just, so you're just saying that mike but i just had a chat at the var side with somebody who's into vr and and he basically said like i don't want to you know play rec room i don't want to jump into vr chat because it just gets swarmed by people and that doesn't make me feel comfortable I... so when you say that there's kind of space for everybody and I've seen this talked about on Reddit and things. So I've been kind of researching VR chat, if you want to call it that. It's like looking at the different facets of it and see, you know, trying to answer the question of why is this, why is this kicking off so much? Aside from the cosplay side, I, like, I, I, I think someone who's quiet or more introverted, mm, like, is it a, mm, is it really that? No, I, I, I really don't think so. I really think that VR chat needs to filter before before it becomes that kind. Because I've seen things in there as well that I yeah. think is like completely not. Yeah. Completely so, so so for for rec room, I know that Josh up once found like a some guy who was like having like some uh, some pedophilic tendencies in rec room. I don't know if yeah, you guys. But have I, seen I do that I do have to say I, like I've seen Weird. it before in VR chat too, you know. Um, but um, they are pretty good at moderating it. But still, like it's so big, like you need to know that they got like twelve thousand people online. They are not prepared for that at all. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I have no idea what is going to happen because there's a part that actually is like the core community of VR chat. Then you got people that just want to troll everyone and want to kind of like mess up the experience. Yeah. Then you got people that are just trolling in a respectful way because there's some kind of meme living there. Um, so there are like so many different things going through each other. But let's say if you're not really into socializing, uh, that's, that's, I think that's too much. And since they don't really have rooms that you can lock right now yet, as far as I know, yeah. Um, like everyone can go wherever uh, uh, they want so let's say if Mike and I find a world we go in together then it's a, it's just a matter of time strange people are going to join you yeah. um, in there but I think like right now first I was like wow alt space is great and rec room like for me rec room was always like the kids thing mm. uh, VR chat is also kind of it's not like the whole adult thing but it's different in a way you know it's not I haven't seen many like kids kids you know what I mean 
Yeah. yeah. I, I think I as well, really... like, had that problem in Rec Room, though. I mean, I've, I I know that there has, like, a tendency there's, like, more kids in there. But actually, every time that I went in there, I actually had, like, quite, like, a good time. Good age range. I, I say I don't. I never see youth as a as a problem. I think actually, mm -hmm. as content creators, it's a very important um, band to latch onto mm -hmm. and embrace. But I think when you're playing games, if you're if you're looking in for kind of like a serious game or like you know, I want to go in and I want to take down some rec room quests. Actually, you know, like a 12 year old and a 45 year old and me and some other person are taking down this rec room or taking down this rec room quest those things are bloody hard and honestly sometimes the kids are way better more skilled mm. at mm. maybe a little bit annoying to listen to because mm. if you got a squeaker voice you can't help it right but mm. no but um, we're not talking about kids of 12 we're talking about kids that are like four or five years old or something you know that's <laughs> like i'm like uh okay uh this is kind of strange you know yeah, you um, get some very and they they have been trying to like uh get away from that by having like age restrictions stuff like that it doesn't mm. really stop anyone because yeah. the parents are the one that press the buttons in the end um yeah. but like VR, right? it seems like vr chat takes a different part of the community into their thing yeah. what you don't see in rec room you know yeah. or yeah. alt space so it has its own like well a community or like player base it's a different culture within the gaming uh I, I would be interested to know what the chat think of all this like have they experienced uh vr chat are they interested in it or are they like this is just way too crazy i'd be uh very interested yeah, to see I've, what they i've, have seen, to say I've seen people saying that they that they really love vr chat i've also seen like john smith he says as an introvert i have zero interest in vr chat so yeah. I mean, so mm. it's not for everyone. I agree with that. I mean, yeah. It's definitely not. But it can not even for be perception, Rowdy. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that, that's the point that I'm getting onto, which is like how you perceive a game or a community, mm. and 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 whether or not you choose to get into that, whether or not you have to pay for the content or not. Like for instance, for me, early on the Onward community, I thought was quite acidic. I was like, because they're like super militant. Like if you don't know and if you haven't spent 12 hours in this game, then f off. Like that's yeah. that's the kind of vibe I got from them. Whereas if I compare it to like Orbis, the Orbis community is like freaking sandbox. You walk in and everyone's hugging you. <laughs> and then I feel like if you go into VR chat, like you get mobbed by a bunch of very strange people. And if you're not ready for that, I'm totally ready for that. But if you're not ready for that, no. then I can understand why people like, would say. Uh, it depends. Like they're, you're playing a roulette in VR chat, what your first experience is going to be, you know? Sometimes you have a nice group that joins with you and, and then suddenly you're on an adventure. Um, yeah. Like it's usually, yet. but that's I what I mean. Doesn't, why doesn't you, you know? Do you guys know what um uh, uh chat roulette is? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 Why does that exist for VR yet? Like I don't know if that's you socially uh, to someone else on the other side uh, of the planet, yeah. one to one. It's a, yeah, uh, I, I, have I think some, it was images are flashing by right now of me. Yeah. Going into yeah, the, I think it was it was only really used for one thing. That's what uh, I know it as. Um, but yeah, like with with VR chat, like like we've had experiences in there where it's been very nice. We've met really nice people in there. We've like yeah. ridden sledges down like snowy mountains, it, and it was mm. like a really pleasant experience. I, yeah, this, I have, this, this this experience yeah. we we purposely went out of our way to go a bit crazy, um, and became these little red hedgehogs and I, was kind of trolling everyone. But, but that's the thing: you choose what you want to see and where you want to go. You also I, have I really, now, uh, you have Nat Carmichael, he said, you can now craft your own experience with friends in private instances. Oh, that's, that's uh, good. Wow, and, and, and they got private rooms too, I see. So uh, you can actually go friends only or, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. But like, I rarely had any like bad experience with VR chat, but I think that's because I'm not really afraid to socialize with anyone within like yeah. the, the VR Oasis, but... 
let's say if you're kind of new to this, this can be kind of like too much, you know? Because there's like, uh, usually when, when it's like when you're in real life and you have a group talk, right? There's not someone just out of nowhere uh, streaming through your chat and waving at you. Like in VR chat, no one really uses the rules you use in real life, you know what I mean? In terms of interaction. Yeah. Like I, I'm not, if Zim is talking to, to Mike, I'm not just gonna jump onto his head, you know, out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. And that would not. We, we, like, we got this, to... this brings me on to a different thing, which I thought was really interesting here. Like, you know, browser history could be a sensitive thing for some people. Like, you're browsing away, doing your thing. Grandma comes over, checks your browser history. And Mike, you know, would you feel comfortable with your grandma checking your yeah. browser history? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Would, would, yeah. Have you ever heard of that? incognito mode? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard incognito mode just tracks you more? Uh, no, <laughs> anyway. no, no, no. I'm joking. Um, yeah. Uh, but no, but like, What's the point? I wonder if that will ever exist for VR where mm. like you, because you know people like Facebook are going to want to track every move and know exactly what you're looking at and what you're doing down to every detail. Mm. I wonder if we're going to ever be able to basically say, wipe my history, mm. wipe where I've been to, you know what I mean? That sounds like some Black Mirror level stuff going on there, yeah. No, you're we, right. we got a cool country gaming saying, the last time I was in VR chat, I was cornered in a bathroom of a McDonald's by a creepy guy. And then he goes on, and I enjoyed it. VR chat is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah it can be it super funny is. like there are so many great stories you can have and people are like what the heck are you like, talking about like i got another story they were like mike and i were in a room and um some of the rooms you can be the character that uh, belongs to that world that's new so there's like a character standing in that world you click on it and then you got like the same hands and body and stuff um and it was like a world where you had like cats with like instruments and it was just a random cat you would get so with a flute or with drums and then I said to all the cats, like, um, uh, you know, assemble, let's make music. There was no music. And then suddenly a random dude came into the room who played like Smash Mouth, I'm a believer. And all the cats started to drum and stuff like that out of nowhere. Um, but there are like so many, like, like it, it's, it's a cult. It kind of is. I mean, you got the presentation room where weird stuff happens. You got the courtroom where people actually get like... Uh, a prison uh, life Sentence. where they sit on a chair and you got like characters sitting there so what did you do and people are just watching uh, what is going to happen in the courtroom so but that's the cosplay part of it and and yeah, yeah I think that's the what Rowdy said I think that's the main thing here yeah it, 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 it <laughs> but is I, some I of the most it. fun I've it. ever had in VR yeah it's the most I, fun I've had in VR definitely it's, um, it is like the start of the VR oasis yeah so uh, we're, we're sort of, we've gone on quite a bit, actually. Yeah. The show is kind of coming to an end. We're going to have to skip the sort of last segment about peripherals. Uh, I think we'll save it for next week's episode. Uh, yeah. Kind of will bring us nicely on to what we want to talk about next week. Um, but uh, I'd love to get some comments from the chat. If you guys have got any more questions before we yeah. wrap this uh, week's show up, then that would be really nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been, a, it's been a fun episode again. Like, uh, I love always asking, when we talk about saw... VR chat. I saw the peering like a couple of times. How do you make a custom VR chat avatar? Does so if you look know? it up on if you look it up on YouTube, there's actually some really comprehensive guides on how to do it. Right. Uh, the community have been very supportive about how to create custom avatars. Like I've not got mm. the time or the talent to uh, to do it myself. I'd love to have a custom avatar one day. Um, but yeah, if you want to know how to do it, it's, it's probably a great way to get into um, uh, designing levels and designing characters in, in Unity as well and stuff like that. Like uh, it could be very good experience and lead you maybe down a path that you never knew you, uh, you were really into. Uh, you could get into level design or, or game design that way maybe. Yeah. 
Nice. Kind of reminds me of like back in the day when you had, um, you know, when you had things like you know, StarCraft and map makers. Yeah. Have you guys ever done anything like that? Like design your own, like a in StarCraft there was something called use map settings. My brother and I did something called Food Food Chain Madness, which was a, a game where you went through all the different American food chains and you you upgraded. It, it was pretty cool to be honest. <laughs> so we, we, we 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 that was my first kind of like coding design project, but it got me interested in like you said, like you know, game development. And this is. That other side of it, you might mm. not know that you had skills of mm. animating a character, yeah, um, or you know, creating something in Blender. Or, yeah, exactly. You know, and some of some of them are so detailed, like uh, the mouth movements and the way the eyes follow you, and then they've got like unique dance moves as well, which are really cool. Sometimes when you see someone mm. doing like something really unique, yeah, it is it is very cool because you just I think like, I haven't seen this before. I think you can even use the the Vive trackers in game, so you can mm. use all of that. But uh, yeah, uh, so Rowdy, do you have any like stuff happening in the chat? Do you really think we should? Uh, I've I've seen uh, people also asking anyone if you guys are getting an Oculus Go. Well, depends on Oculus, I guess. Yeah, yeah. we 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 hope so, and uh, you know, even if we don't get sent one, I'm likely to go out and buy one. Um, Fanboy. Fanboy, yeah. though. Yeah. Well, I am. That is true. You know, you, I can't yeah. deny that. You know, I am a bit disappear. Of a fanboy. Disappear. No fanboys here. Disappear. Um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm excited about the go, and uh, I'm, but more excited that I can show my friends and family and my colleagues at work as well, like uh, what I've been dabbling with for the last year, uh, and finally well, show great, them. It's a great actually segue to the question you asked uh, Rowdy at the start of the show, because obviously the switch is a force of nature, mm. and. That has Love the switch. Love well, the switch. I, honestly, every time I travel, I'm asking myself the question, like, why can't I be using this downtime at an airport to catch up on VR titles? Yeah. And I'm not willing to, sh to fork out 800 quid for a phone and then more for the headset. I'm, I'm an Apple dude, so I don't have that at the moment. And I'm really keen on the go. Being a standalone headset, I can just chuck in a bag. That's, that's, where, the, that's where the money is, yeah, for, like, on-the-go yeah. kind of experiences. Like, does anyone, Hence here, the name. anyone here try Daydream? Because I, that's another one. Like a Google, if you got a Google phone, I guess you can go into the Daydream headset, which isn't that expensive. Mm. Yeah, true. But yeah, very excited I, about that. I have, the, I have the feeling like if you want to buy a headset now, um, I, I, I would just wait. I would just see because it yeah. seems like the, 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 the launch spawn of like something revised or something up, updated, upgraded is, is, is like around the corner. But so, no yes. new headsets. Like we shouldn't call new headsets. It's just revised, upgraded. Like it yeah. goes with its time again. But still, you know? I, I find that a bit of like a, like a, a kind of like you know a stab in the back. You no, know, for like all of the users that now got like you know the Fallout VR bundle and like mm. the VR bundle for for Christmas, to be like you know two days after they, or well like four or five days after they they get like what? already. Oh yeah, it's a new year. You know we're gonna yeah. we're gonna make a new headset in a couple of months. But I mean, I mean, Rowdy, you, you bought you bought a GPU before. You know how that happens. Like yeah. it's the same story. <laughs> like, it happens with everything. Still getting that. It's like you, you 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 yeah. grab it on the store, and it's like okay, new one is, just came out, yeah. and you just bought it's it. Haha. <laughs> Welcome so, to the PC master race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be ready for that, right? I mean, I yeah, you do. The way I've always combated it is buy stuff that's not just like bleeding, bleeding edge, and just wait yeah. a couple of months, then be comfortable with your purchase. Like I, I bought a just when they announced the the TI of the 1080, I bought the the uh, the 1080 and I was like I'm still super happy with that card yeah it's a great card so yeah it'll keep you going yeah. for a while as well yeah it's still a yeah. 980 Ti 
Yeah, I'm going for the 1090 Ti. <laughs> okay, guys, so we're going to wrap this week's show up. It, just to remind you guys, it is a weekly VR, AR, and MR talk show that is live-streamed every Saturday on Nathie's YouTube channel. Tune into the show live at 4 p.m. in Europe, 3 p.m. in the UK, 9 a.m. in the Central U.S. If you missed the podcast, you can catch up with it on my channel, uh, Virtual Reality Oasis, every Sunday where I upload the whole video. Uh, but also I upload the audio-only version to iTunes and Google Play wow. Music, so you can listen to it on your daily commute or your daily adventure uh thanks for being part of the show we love hearing uh, comments and feedback from you guys so keep that coming uh we just want to keep improving it uh, this podcast we're still having a ton of fun making it so thanks for being a part of it and uh, we'll see you on next week's show All thanks right. guys Bye-bye. bye 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 bye